how can I help my child? I'm a stay-at-home mom. My job is this tiny thing right here. And you know, he looked at me and he's like, there's nothing you can do. You just wow. have to sit and wait. And I'm not a wait and see person. Yeah. And you don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> like I'm just not, yeah. you know, you tell me I can't do something and I'm like, watch me. Like I'm, I will, you know, go to the end of the earth, which is what I did. I started researching and reading and everything that I was coming back to as far as like cold and flu prevention and treatment always came back to elderberry. Welcome to the Heart of Fauquier podcast. We're here to highlight the stories of local business owners around the area because we believe that business owners are at the heart of any community. It's not just about bringing awareness to the businesses, but seeing the faces, hearing the stories, and learning the mindsets behind the success. Now let's join our host, Austin, owner of Bedrosian Cleaning Services, with today's special guest. Welcome to the Heart of Fuck Here. Uh, today's episode, I am here with Erin Mann, and we're going to talk about her business, Erin's uh, Elderberries. Um, so I'm super excited to talk with her about that. It's a little bit different, different of a business than I've interviewed so far. Um, a lot of things have been uh, service or restaurants, so it's pretty neat to have, you know, like we're in her kitchen right now <laughs> where all the magic happens. So um, this is going to be a lot of fun to hear about her story. Um, but to get started, um, I do want to give you a quick update. I know a few episodes ago I told you we were going to have our uh, online store for the Heart of Fauquier, and we're still in uh, progress getting that done. Um, it's just taking a little bit longer than I expected, um, but we're going to have cool things like the shirts. Um, here's a new mug that came in uh, with the Fauquier Virginia, and on the back it's pronounced Fauquier. Uh, so fun stuff like that. We're going to have lots of things available for you. Um, so just continue to stay patient and we'll update you as soon as everything's available. Um, but let's just jump into this interview then. So Erin, if you could give a little quick summary on who you are and the business that you own. Well, hi everyone. My name is Erin Mann and I'm located here in Warrington, Virginia. And my business is Erin's Elderberries. I hand make elderberry aronia syrup, uh, jellies. I have local raw honey. Um, elderberry syrup kits to where you can learn how to make it yourself so I don't have to make it for you and you save some money and just a bunch of other little healthy things that I've learned about along the way in this crazy ride of a business. Yeah, very cool. And I know I've seen you at a lot of farmers markets, um, yes. a lot of pop-ups everywhere yes. in the county and <laughs> Prince William and everything. Yes, so. I try to be as many places as I can because that you know, lets people know about us. Um, yeah. But yeah, I started off at the Warrington Farmer's Market and then went to the Manassas Farmer's Market as well the first year that I was in business. And now we do the Haymarket Farmer's Market on Sundays. It's back up and running after COVID um, lockdown last year. They weren't able to have it. So we're very fortunate that that's going again. And we also just visit some local markets such as Archwood at the Plains, um, Gilbert's Corner on some Saturdays. So we just try to go around and meet new people and say hello and introduce them to the products. Okay, very cool, yeah. And I mean, it's it's working, I think. You're, <laughs> you guys have grown a lot from what I can tell. Yes, so. yes, we have. Uh, when I first started, it was just me. And all I wanted to do was go to the farmer's market two weekends a month, and get away from my child. Uh, <laughs> being a stay-at-home mom with a young one, you 
you know, crave that adult interaction. And you're like, I want to have a talk that's not about bottles or diapers yes. or what size my child is wearing in clothes <laughs> now. I want to have, you know, real life conversations. So my husband agreed at the time that it would be great for, you know, him and Lucas to have some one-on-one -on -one time, but then also for me to get out and do this. And the first season that I was at the Warrington Market, I actually shared my tent with another small business because we couldn't afford the full fee. So oh, wow. we bet we actually asked the Warrington Market, we were like, is there any way you would let us share a tent? That way we can, you know, split mm. the cost, we can help each other, you know, bathroom breaks and stuff like that. And within a couple of months, I was over at the Manassas Market, I was full-time at both markets, and I had hired three girls to wow. work with me okay. as, my, as my team. So, Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> was not expected for sure, okay. but it was it was so much fun, and it still is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go back a little bit before that. Even yeah. uh, what made you want to start this business? Where did it all come from? You know, I tell people even the Cliff Notes version is long sometimes, but the reason I wanted to start the business was because my friends pretty much pushed me into it. Okay. Uh, I didn't really start the business to be a business, if that makes sense. I didn't. You know, I don't want to send my kid to college or I wasn't trying to pay the mortgage. I was just trying to get the elderberry syrup that I was making to the public legally, if that makes sense. Right. Um, you know, in Virginia and across the United States, there's a lot of different food laws that you have to follow and you can't just make something out of your home and sell it to people. You have to have licenses and inspections and all of these things. So when I had a lot of friends and friends of friends who were asking me for my elderberry syrup, you know, my husband and I were kind of like, we need to be doing this in a way that is legal, right? Because yeah. my, you know, my past of working at the bureau, I like <laughs> to follow the law. Yes. <laughs> I like to do things um, the right way. Uh, and it, you know, it gave me the opportunity to be able to share it, you know, with everyone. So, yeah, very cool. So you started with a product that you were making for your family and then yes. you, it just went really well with family stuff. And so you're like, Let's turn this into something. Yeah, so okay. for those who don't know the story behind Aaron's elderberries, my son Lucas was one, and we were in Florida for his one-year birthday party. You know, anyone that's ever had a child, the one-year mark, as you know, deal. is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, just hit it. And, you know, Lucas is our little rainbow baby. He's our miracle baby. Okay. We tried so very hard um, to have him. And when he was finally here, you know, we were just so happy and so grateful. And he's the light of our life, you know, and still is as our only child. But when he was one and we were visiting Florida, he got very, very sick. Um, mm. We basically, we took him to the emergency room per our pediatrician up here. And they ran some blood work. And before we knew it, we were in the hospital. And before, after that, we were actually being transferred to a um, childhood cancer hospital oh in my Florida. Goodness because his blood work was coming back significant to showing leukemia. And it was like three o'clock in the morning when we arrived at this hospital, the uh, oncologist actually met us there because he said with Lucas turning one, at that time, I don't know if it's the same now because that was five years ago, but at that time when you were about to turn one, the treatment changed for leukemia patients for children. So he said, we very much want the under one year treatment, not the over one year treatment. Um, there's a higher success rate. It's less hard on their body. And so we had about eight hours to, you know, to basically find out if our child had leukemia wow. or not. So we were signing papers away. We were still pretty much in shock. Um, long story short, he did not have leukemia, praise the Lord, but he had just a really, really nasty virus that can actually mm. mimic leukemia in the blood. 
That's crazy. So, you know, we went in with a 99.9% chance that it was leukemia and we came out with our son completely healthy, wow. which is amazing. Uh, but after that experience, he just kept getting sick. He would get colds very easily. He, you know, if someone was around him that coughed, he was sick 24 mm. hours later and stuff like that. And I just, I couldn't keep him well to the point where that fall, when we went to his pediatrician for his first flu shot, his pediatrician wasn't comfortable giving him you know, giving that to him. He said his immune system is kind of wrecked. I'm not okay putting this in his body. Uh, any other child, you know, that's totally healthy, we would want to, but I just think we need to be cautious and, and not do that right now. So as a first time mom, I was like, my baby's already yeah. been so sick and now you're telling me I can't protect him from the flu. Like, what do I do? Uh, at the same time, we were actually seeing um, an allergy specialist as well. Uh, Lucas was on two inhalers and two liquid medicines for allergies and he wasn't even two years old yet. Um, and most of these medicines are prescribed for kids six and older, yet they're giving it to a one and a half wow. year old. So I was kind of at my breaking point, you know, with sure. all of it. And once the whole flu thing happened and I asked his allergist, I said, you know, what can I do to make him stronger? Like, how can I help his lungs? Like, how can I help my child? I'm a stay at home mom. My job is this tiny thing right here. And, you know, he looked at me and he's like, there's nothing you can do. You just wow. have to sit and wait. And I'm not a wait and see person. Yeah. And you don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> like, I'm just not, yeah. you know, you tell me I can't do something and I'm like, watch me. Like, I am I will, you know, go to the end of the earth, which is what I did. I started researching and reading and everything that I was coming back to as far as like cold and flu prevention and treatment always came back to elderberry. Oh, wow. Um, everything I read about allergies always came back to local honey. And while there weren't studies on honey like there was for elderberries, there was just a lot of information out there. And I, you know, tend to be able to weed out, you know, the misinformation from correct information based on my training. So I decided to start making him, you know, his own elderberry syrup because hmm. the stuff in the stores is just crammed full of junk. And I didn't want that for him. I'm like, you're already getting enough junk. I want something really healthy for you. So I started making it. He hated the taste. Oh no. <laughs> he would like run away. <laughs> and even I would try to be like, oh, this is not, this is not good. And I would buy a bottle of Sambacol or whatever from the store. I'm just like, this is like awful tasting. It just doesn't taste good. So I went on a mission to make a syrup that my child would love. Okay. that he would ask for. And after a week of the recipe I have now that I still use, he started calling it his yummy syrup. So oh. on my product bottle, on the actual elderberry syrup bottle, you that. will see it say elderberry yummy syrup because that's, you know, he's six now and that's what he still calls it. So, nice. Yeah. So that's how, it, that's how it started was just wanting to make my child healthier and not feel so stuck anymore and helpless. Right. I didn't like feeling helpless and I was done with it. So I kind of went on my own personal crusade for my child. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> and it sounds like um, we were talking right before this, you kind of did the same thing with your, was it your father or your father-in-law? Yes. My dad, so, yeah. yeah. So as a, a registered holistic nurse, is that the right um, way to put it? Registered holistic nutrition and health coach. Nutrition and health coach, yes. okay. Um, so yeah. it's a certification, it's not a degree or anything like yeah. that, but it's an organized form of learning all yeah. of this information about the human body and about vitamins and minerals and how our body uses them. And yeah, before I even started this business, um, or even thought about starting this business, my dad was diagnosed with type two diabetes and it was very hard for him. He's probably not gonna <laughs> like me sharing that when he watches this. Um, but you know, he he's a very strong man. He was in the FBI for, you know, decades. He was always taking care of other people and it was very hard for him to admit that he needed to stop mm. and take care of himself. 
And so he went through all of those different stages of he was mad about it, he was sad about it, and then he got around to, okay, it's my health, it's my family, I wanna be around for my family, like what can I do? And I told him, I said, I will help you figure this out. Like you may be in Alabama and I'm up here in Virginia, but I will help your my dad, right? Mm -hmm. We do what we can for our families. And so I just went into basically a deep dive of everything I could learn about diabetes in general and how you get your A1C down, how you do all these different things. Um, because he does have a couple of things to where he can't take some medicines. So the main medicine that's given to those with type 2 diabetes, he can't take it because of his liver. So he really, really needed an approach to be healthy that didn't involve medicine. So we needed diet, lifestyle, all of those different things. Wow. And, you know, within the three months before he got his A1C retested, he was back in pre-ranges. He was normal. He didn't That's need great. medicine. He wasn't in the heart attack, um, you know, range like he was before. And for the last three and a half, almost four years now, he's completely kept it under control without, wow. you know, medicine. So it's been, it's been fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's two stories where you, you know, <laughs> really jumped into something and just made it work. And yeah, you know, I, yeah, you were told it was impossible, like you said, and you're like, uh, let's yes. see about that. His, his doctor was not very keen on him leaving that day without taking, yeah. you know, agreeing to take medicine and stuff. But my dad is also very, you know, I don't want to say a typical man. I don't want to get in trouble, but oh boy. Um, he, you know, he doesn't take Tylenol. He doesn't, you know, he will just lay on the couch yeah. and suffer before he, you know, takes any medicine of any kind. So I wasn't surprised that he had refused you know, to take anything, uh, but it ended up working out really well because instead of just relying on a medication, he really worked to change his lifestyle and his eating. And for a German man who's used to meat and potatoes and four <laughs> rolls with dinner, yeah. you know, it's it's been it's been fun to watch, you know, how he's taken this new approach on on his lifestyle and his eating. That's great. Yeah. So kind of getting back to the business and products and stuff like that. So as you started developing and you wanted to you officially wanted to start your business and get things marketed, <laughs> what were kind of those big steps you had to take with you know, testing products, making new products, getting them to the people. There's a lot involved with that. There's so much involved. What were kind of those <laughs> steps that you had to conquer along the way? Well, the first biggest steps were, you know, learning or figuring out how to get my business license and my right. zoning permit from Fauquier County. You know, I, before Lucas was born, I had a traditional job. I wasn't self-employed per se. Right. So I don't, I didn't know about, oh, you have to have a zoning permit before you can get a business license if you're working out of the home. So I was just learning about all of that. And then to sell a food, you know, I didn't want to just be at the farmer's market. I wanted to have a website and mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to ship my products and I wanted to possibly potentially put them in a store one day. And I didn't realize that there are two totally different categories of people who can sell food in the state of Virginia. Um, if you want to sell at a farmer's market, we have you know what's called the exemption law. A lot of people know it as the cottage law, so they can sell cookies and jams and jellies, canned foods and things like that. Uh, but if it's going to be on a website or shipped across state lines or anything like that, or in retail stores, you have to actually be inspected by our 
Department of Agriculture. Oh, wow. So I was learning about all of that, looking at the applications. I think I quit like five times. Yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> like, it is. I don't know how to do yeah. this. I can't do this. I don't know what this means. And, you know, every time I would kind of just shove it to the side for a few days, kind of have a little pity party for myself. And then I would pick <laughs> myself back up and start again. Right. And then when I got to another hurdle, you know, because you always have to, you have to email someone asking a question and then wait and wait and wait. And if your email doesn't get responded to, then you email again. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you feel like you're in a holding pattern when you don't understand or know something as far as business law goes. Um, because you have to find out for you're at the mercy of those who know right yeah. so you have to wait to find out that information so that was honestly the biggest hurdle for me was just understanding what it took legally to run a food business in the state of virginia um, once i got that down you know I, I was good i'll be honest social media i had to learn and things like that but i run a facebook group for moms Okay. And I had already been doing that. So that's how a lot of women already knew about me. Um, just because it's a safe place for moms to learn about health and kids and whatever. So they're actually the ones that kind of pushed me into being a business. Yeah. Because they're how, or I guess that's how my syrup was found, right? Is because I shared this your health tip. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really was. Yeah. I shared this health tip. I said, you know, it was a post one night. I think at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, hey, it's, you know, becoming fall. This is our second year of us doing this with Lucas. This is the success that we've had. This is why I do it. Here are links to research articles on elderberry itself and hmm. you know how you can use it because I'm very much a proponent of don't believe someone or take someone for their word. Go research it yourself. Right. So I love to teach my group how to do that research and kind of weed through what's correct and what isn't. So yeah, when I started putting that up, if people wanted to come try it, they'd swing by the stoop and grab a little like sample bottle that I had out there. And before you knew it, I was waking up to orders, to texts and messages from yeah. people I didn't know. And then my husband was like, "Okay, let's let's figure this out." Um, so the social media aspect, I mean, I kind of understood. And once I started my business, people were very already knew about me, so they were very excited yeah. because I was like, "Okay." Now I'm an actual business. Now I feel comfortable you coming in, you know, right. and getting this from me. Uh, so yeah, so for me it was just that, how do I actually start it? Like how do I get it going mm -hmm. um, and in the correct way? Yeah, and I think a lot of people can have these really cool ideas like you had with your syrup and everything, but then they, they wanna move forward with things and then they quit because they run into these same issues, you know? So you gotta have to power through them. I mean, I only, I have a commercial cleaning service and then this podcast, but even those simpler businesses, it's just, you hit these legal roadblocks yes. and these tax things you got to figure out. And <laughs> you don't learn these things in school very no. often, if at all. Like right. you just got to figure it out on your own or have a coach or something like that to walk you through it. Yeah. Cause it's absolutely. overwhelming. No, yeah. it is very much so. <laughs> I mean, even, you know, something for you, I'm sure like insurance, like sure. what kind of insurance do I need to have? What level of insurance do I need to have? You yeah. know, and things like that. Yeah. It's for someone who didn't grow up or go to school for that kind of a thing, you yeah, it takes a lot of learning. It does. <laughs> and yeah. A lot of understanding. Yeah. So. So, but then you can get to the fun stuff of, uh, you know, growing your business and yes. the, the fun parts of it. Yes. Um, and so. the, the funny thing about growing my business is, you know, if you look back on pictures from like my very first few farmer's markets, I had my elderberry syrup and I had my honey because one of the 
markets requested that I sell that as well because their honey vendor was um, sick and wasn't able to be there that season. So they're like, you know, can you please also do this? Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. I never <laughs> planned on it, but yeah. sure. If you're going to let me into your market, I am happy to do, you know, whatever you want me to. So I look at my table pictures from back then. It's just these little, two little jars of, you know, two different things. And now I have over 20 things that I make wow. all by hand. But what most people don't know about my products is that every single one, and I'm looking away because I'm looking at all of them, yeah. um, every single one of them is put into the shop by intention. So the elderberry jelly actually came about, because I, I, I never set out to make a bazillion jellies all of, the, all of the time. I never thought I would be doing that, but I had so many older gentlemen at both the Manassas and the Warrington markets see Aaron's elderberries, and they would walk over and they'd be like, do you have any elderberry jelly as they're looking at my uh. sand? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. And in my head, I'm like, I am not making jelly. Like I grew up <laughs> with my aunts making jellies. It's a lot of work. Yes. And I was like, I'm no, I don't. Sorry. You know, but I had enough of them come to me and then they started telling me why they were looking for it, that they were looking for it because their mothers or their grandmothers made it. And anytime they ever saw elderberry anything, they were reminded of the jelly that their mom or their grandmother would make. Mm. And, you know, these men that were telling me this were, you know, walking in on canes and they're probably in their 70s or early 80s and things like that. So I think back to like my grandparents and being on the farm and stuff and it, it made me want to give them a piece of their tradition back. So, and some of them had even told me that they had found some, but it didn't taste good. They're like, it's just not very good. It doesn't remind me of home and things like that. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna make this jelly for these guys. What could, you know, what could hurt? And as you saw out there, lots of um, that's about a fourth of what we have already done before you got here. And we have about, wow. you know, five more rounds. So we go through about a thousand jars of jelly a month. Wow. Um, and I just added it just because I wanted these guys to remember their family yeah. and have listening you know, and caring about your customers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, the erroneous syrup, same thing. I had a private nutrition client um, that had chronic sinusitis and bronchitis to mm -hmm. where she was put on prescription pain meds and she was in her late sixties and she's like, I can't drive. I can't do anything when I'm taking this medicine. You know, can you please help me? And I was like, if you're wanting to be a test bunny for a different bunch of different things we can try, let's, let's try. And Aronia is what I landed on for the research I did for her. And now it's, you know, one of our best sellers as well. Very cool. That's awesome. It's grown a lot then. It has. Cool. So what is, what's kind of your goal now that you've seen how fast you're growing and everything? What's kind of your vision for the next couple of years with the business? Yeah, I have a couple of different goals. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think I'm sure even you for a business owner, you have, okay, if I could have it all, this yeah, would be, of course. and then here's my middle goal. And then here's the goal. I just want to make it to, and then they all change <laughs> as you're trying to pursue them anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause some days I feel like I'm heading towards one and then the other, I'm like, okay, let's just go back to this one. It yeah. stresses me out less. Um, but one of my main goals, and it's more of just a, a fun thing for me is I would love to open up an actual retail store. Okay. Um, I don't want it to be just Aaron's elderberries. I would love it to be a reflection of the type of Facebook group I run where I teach people how to live a healthier life or make healthy edits as I call it. Like if you don't want to use plastic Tupperware in your home or something like that, I can show you how to use glass containers, mm -hmm. take care of them to where they won't crack and do all of these different things. Um, how to basically just make healthier choices, but also make it 
easy for you to make healthy choices because sometimes we want to do things healthier, but it's just not convenient. It's never convenient. the easier choice, no. So I want to teach people how to, you know, I don't want to say be lazy, but do it in an easy way and kind of get your feet wet and stuff like that. So I would obviously have all of my products in the shop, but it would also be sure. more of a, you know, kind of like I said, healthy edits type of store. So that's my that's my main goal I'm focused on right now is finding the right space that I can afford. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, rent is really expensive. Yeah. Um, I would like it to be in Warrington because Warrington's our home and I love Warrington so much. And Warrington is what has made my business my business. So I would very much like it to be there. My second kind of up here goal is I would really love to be in larger retail stores. Okay. Um, I have started, I started out working with a lot of small farm stores, which I love. It's been amazing and I love the relationships I've crafted. And, you know, we bring each other's customers to each other, right? And I, you know, I love that. But sometimes I get a lot of calls, or not sometimes, I do. I get a lot of calls <laughs> like at seven o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And it's more of an ease of access. I would love to get into Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or just some type of retailer that is open a little bit later in the evening for those who sure. need or feel like they need to get it sooner. Yeah. And those are going to be more of those hoops to jump through and things yes. to learn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, it's very much, yeah. it's <laughs> very, very much um, a learning process for sure. There's, you know, ways that you have to go about doing it. It's not necessarily so much about networking it is as it is following the protocol. Right. You know, around here, you can go in and talk to a small business owner and see if they have any interest in curing your products or tell them the statistics of how often you ship to their area. And yeah you know, look, we can help each other out. I can give my customers immediate same day access where they don't have to wait or pay shipping and you get it at wholesale prices, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Um, so I love, that's what I, I love doing that because I love crafting those relationships. But at the same time, I would love the, what I call like more after hours, sure. you know, type of access for my customers other than what's here. Um, yeah. You know, I keep an honor box on my stoop. I'm sure you saw it when you yes, walked in. I did. That's there 24 <laughs> seven. Anyone can come up at any time and drop money or scan the Venmo code and walk away. Um, but it's only my syrup. It's not, right. you know, anything else. Okay. So yeah, so that's, you know, it's two very lofty goals, <laughs> lofty yeah. dreams, but that's what I would, you know, what I would love yeah. for. And what I love about it is that um, sometimes you can get so excited about growth and hey, you know, we're selling tons of stuff and you're like, let's just get bigger and bigger because it's exciting and stuff. But for you, it's like, I want to get into these bigger stores, not so that I can sell all over the country and whatever. It's because my customers have shown me that's their need to have things at these times. Yes. And so you're reaching into it. Or, um, you know, I wasn't going to do, do the jam, but there was a need and I kept seeing it, so I'm doing it. Or I want a store, but not so that I can, you know, sell more, but it's because I can fill that much more of a need with educating people and having the access. So I think that's really neat. So. And I love that you actually recognize that because yeah. <laughs> usually I'm the one explaining that, that right. I'm not into this business to make money or, you know, anything like that. It's, you know, for my community and for those that, you know, need help and, you know, when someone can recognize that based upon like what I say or what I say, right. how my goals are, um, that makes my day right there. Yeah. So thank you. And there's nothing wrong with having a huge business either. Cause I mean, if you're making millions and millions, then you can, well, it, you know, oh, give yeah, back that, that, that would, much more and everything yeah, like that. That, that so. would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we're at that point <laughs> that yet, but, 
But, you know, and well, and that's, you know, a hurdle of, of business as well, too, sure. of, of, you know, where I'm at right now is how big do I want to try to get, you know, because yeah. I can reach for the stars or I can, you know, stay here and help my community because I have met with manufacturers or co-packers and things like that mm. because, I mean, it's the 20, you know, pretty much every single day we have our production schedule and Rebecca or Jen is in here helping me bottle, you know, right. do everything. I make everything by hand, but they help me label and, you know, heat seal and all of these required things, you know, that we have to do. But I, you know, I thought about, well, if I had everything like manufactured, it'd just be easy. But the whole point is that it's healthy and it's homemade and yeah. it's small batch. I mean, these bucket or you know um pots that you see up there that's how big of batches is made with hmm. each one um so it's not like i've got this huge vat of elderberries and i'm you know stirring it with like a canoe paddle or something <laughs> and i don't yeah. i don't want it to come to that i don't want it to get larger than what i can't um make by hand i guess so i'm kind of straddling that that line sure. of i want to get bigger but not to where we not have at to the go expense to, of what your cause is you exactly know? exactly because when I educate my customers about what makes this syrup healthy about it being heated you know at low heat so you're basically not cooking it to death you know like when you cook your vegetables or something they're all limpy and yeah. they basically say there's no nutrient value left in that <laughs> you know same thing with these I cook it very low and very slow for a long period of time to keep that help factor um, and I don't I don't want to start making an inferior product sure. just so I can make more of it. That's not, it's not what it's about. Yeah. And uh, you've mentioned a couple times the Facebook group group that you yeah. are an admin <laughs> for, uh, whatever. Um, what is the name of that group? Do you mind sharing? Yeah, it's called Raising Tiny Healthy Humans. Okay. And it actually started my logo with the little boy yeah. um, that says Aaron's Elderberries. That was actually the logo for Raising Tiny Healthy Humans. Oh. So that's what a friend of mine created because the little boy is Lucas um, when he was a toddler and Got holding it. his healthy carrots because that was the only vegetable the child would eat, <laughs> kind of still to this day. Um, and when I became a business and everyone from that Facebook group knew I was becoming a business, I wanted to make sure they could find me. That when they right. saw Elderberry Surf or they, they saw someone at the farmer's it, yeah. market, they're like, oh, I know that. I know mm -hmm. that look. I know that little boy, you know, on the logo. Um, but yeah, I started that Facebook group six years ago, almost six years ago. Um, Lucas was a toddler, or a baby, actually. He wasn't even a toddler yet. And um, one of my friends in MOPS, the Mothers of Preschoolers mm -hmm. group, uh, she actually came to me and she said, you know what, you're really sociable <laughs> and you like to help people. Like, why don't you start a local Facebook group for moms where we all feel safe? It's hmm. not, you know, from one end of the spectrum to another where they're, everyone is just bickering all the time and, sure. you know, things like that. It's a very safe place. Um, if you want to tell us that morning you had to give your kid a Snickers for lunch and you had one too <laughs> just to survive the day, okay, we'll, we'll do better tomorrow and, and we're here for you. Do you need us to bring you dinner? You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, it's just a safe spot for all moms and we talk about anything and everything. Nothing is really off limits um, unless someone wants to get rude. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm trying to think of like how should I should put that, um, which we've never actually had a problem with. I've Good. never actually had to delete anyone or send anyone out. Everyone is very respectful yeah. of everyone else. And culture is well established. It, or, it very yeah. much is. It's yeah. a great community and we have a little over 1200 members now, I think, okay. but they're also some are from you know, our moms here, they leave, they move, and then they make other friends, and then they invite them to that sure. group. So we have, you know, women from all over the country now in it. That's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't get to devote as much time as I used to, <laughs> which I 
you know, I tell myself all the time, like I want to get back and be posting and doing more and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes it's hard to, yeah. you know, get that daily posting in or, you know, information out that you want to, but right. I'm working on it and trying to actually find some help for, for people to help me, you know, right. post and share and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, cause I, I owe everything to that group. You yeah. Know? Cause it's the reason, oh, hello. it's the reason I started, you know, this business It's how I became a business. I mean, mm -hmm. the Warrington farmer's market is what, propelled my business, I guess you could say. Uh, but the Raising Tiny Healthy Humans group is the whole reason this exists now, yeah. you know. And I, yeah, I owe those ladies so much thanks. It's, they're amazing. Yeah, cool. And hopefully they're all watching this now. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'll post the link when it goes up. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys are looking for that kind of a group, definitely check it out yeah, and uh, gain that value. So. As a, a final question for you before we close, um, do you have any advice for people who are kind of where you were a couple of years ago, um, either wanting to start a business or in, in the grind of trying to figure it out and wanting to quit and crying at home because they can't figure it out, like the, just those steps, or super excited and just not sure what to do next. Um, would you be able to give any advice to those people? Yeah, I mean, the whenever I'm asked that question, the thing I always say is, Number one, know that you're not alone because someone's always probably crying at the same time you are <laughs> over probably around the same type of thing you are. And number two is just don't give up. Uh, if I had given up all of those times, I had shoved those applications you know, to the side, I wouldn't be here and yeah. I wouldn't get to have the community that I do now with Aaron's Elderberries and I wouldn't have you know, the friends and the you know, business friends even within the community that I know now because of that. And yeah, I just say, just don't give up. Find a mentor. Um, it's, I'll be honest, it's hard sometimes to find a mentor, especially if you aren't in the business arena to begin with. Right. I didn't have a mentor when I started. And if I had had one, you know, I kind of talked to you about some things before we started filming about, you know, what a later mentor taught me. Mm -hmm. um, but I wish I would have had one kind of from the start. So that's why I have been mentoring small food businesses is because I'm trying to be that person that I wish I had when I started. Because if I had someone like that, it wouldn't have been months and months. It would have been a month or right. two months, you know, basically. So, you know, I tell them, look for a mentor or just anyone, you know, in a Facebook group or, you know, people are always willing to help. They just have to know you need it. So mm -hmm. you can ask in a local Facebook group, community group or something like that, you know, if anyone's willing to help you. And, or, you know, if it's about small food businesses, you can reach out to me because I, you know, I've done 36 mentees so far in the oh, last awesome. two years. Um, 10 of them have been outside of Virginia. So yeah. I have learned a lot about food laws in other states, which I like doing, you know, I like the research and learning. But yeah, I, I really enjoy helping. And like I said, being that person that I wish, you know, that I had had. Sure. So sure. yeah, so just don't give up and keep trucking and know that you're not alone in your frustrations because everyone's been there. And yeah. no matter how long you're going to run your business, those frustrations are still <laughs> gonna be there. It's yeah. just a matter of the difference, you know, it's gonna be a different type of frustration at that point. Sure, that's awesome. So thank you so much for yeah. your time with sharing your story a little bit and thank about your you. products. Um, how can people follow you on social media or get your products? So um, my social media on Facebook is Aaron's Elderberries and same thing on Instagram, it's at Aaron's Elderberries. I have a website, www 
AaronZeldaBerries.com. <laughs> I'm trying to make it. This very, is all simple so far. Very easy, I know, right? I'm trying to make it very easy. Um, you can order online through the website. Okay. You can order for shipping. I do flat rate, five dollars shipping throughout the entire U.S. Um, I also ship worldwide. So if someone needs something overseas, they can contact me for shipping because okay. I basically charge what it costs sure. to ship it. Um, and then you can also order on my website for pickup which is right here at my home. You okay. basically order, the website will give you a preferred, like basically the soonest I can have it available because I do leave my house. <laughs> I do, you know, go get groceries and go get my son from school. Yeah. So I have it set at like a five hour window. So it gives me time to get home, to get your order out and prepared and stuff like that. Um, but you can pick it up the same day, you know, from my stoop. So cool. you don't have to pay the shipping. Um, on my website too, there's a list of local retailers. So places like Snake Oak Farm in Remington and Cupcake Heaven and Haymarket and Great Harvest in Warrington on yeah. Main Street. Um, I have a bunch of local places that carry it as well. So you can walk in and you know get a bottle if you don't want to pay the, the shipping fee. Okay. Or come visit us at the market on Saturdays. Yeah. Lots of places to awesome. find us. <laughs> yeah, very available. That's awesome. So thank you so much again. Thank you and, for having uh, me. This yeah. is, I want to say this too, is the very first time I've done anything like this in this kitchen. Oh, really? So we've done, it, and it's actually the one year anniversary of this kitchen. Hey. Which I forgot to congrats. tell you about when you came. Thank you. Um, my dad and my husband helped build it. Yeah, it's very when we cool. we were um, on COVID lockdown. I'm like, yeah, what can we do? Let's uh, build the kitchen. <laughs> um, but we've done like photos and stuff like that in here, but we've never actually had someone in here filming. So. Yeah. I'm loving it as for, as for like a one year. Yeah, it's very neat. It's very nice, and right here in your home and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the commute is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very easy. <laughs> kind of rough to get yourself out of bed, though. I'm sure sometimes. So. You know, it, honestly, it's a lot easier <laughs> because it? I know, like, I can just come straight down here okay. and start working. I don't Good. have to, you know, wait on my coffee and then sit in traffic, and it's actually easier. I, I feel for me. Awesome. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of The Heart of Falkir. If you loved joining us today, give this podcast a great review and subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you have an office in Falkir that needs a cleaning service, reach out to Bedrosian Cleaning Services and see how they can serve you. Until next time, thanks for listening.